You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after a big day for the Atlanta Braves. Not just big because they won a baseball game over the Washington Nationals. No, but because the Mets lost a baseball game to the Miami Marlins, which means the Atlanta Braves are once again tied for first place in the NL East with seven games to go. Braves and Mets both 97 and 58. A lot of excitement to get to, a lot to talk about for this game. And of course, charting the course over the next week to come for the Braves. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you, as always, be subscribed here on YouTube to Locked On Sports Atlanta and subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, we talked about how important this final week was going to be. We, of course, are counting down to that Mets series that looms this weekend at Truist Park. But we always knew the Braves needed to handle their business in the lead up to that series. They did it again on Tuesday night in Washington. And now we have another tie for first place in the NL East. Yeah, I mean, if we talked about it, going into that Mets series, the Braves really needed to be either ahead or tied going in because of the tiebreakers situation. So they've got exactly where they need to be. Now they just have to continue to take care of business and uh, they'll be able to come out on top in the NL East. As you like to call it, a TCB kind of night for the Braves at Nationals Park. 8-2 to two, the final score. Kyle Muller was brought up from Triple A Gwinnett to make a spot start. But I think once again, the star of the game, uh, was the offense. I mean, I guess I can't say once again, they were one of the stars of the game. And of course, it's a group effort in the opener of this series. Bryce Elder, though, took center stage. Cal Muller did pitch into the fifth inning and was able to, I think, hold that game right where it needed to be to allow the Braves offense to do its thing. And if you told me you're going to get 15, nearly 16 innings out of those two pitchers over the first two games, um, I was going to be pretty excited about that. And that's exactly what they got. Well, I guess 13, nearly 14 innings. Let's do the correct math here. Either way, uh, these two guys did what they needed to, and the Braves picked up a win here in game 155 that does make them 97-58. and 58. Eight runs, 10 hits, no errors, six men left on base. Nationals dropped a 53-101, and a 101, just two runs, six hits, one error, five men left aboard. Colin McHugh picked up the win in relief, now 3-2. and two. Paolo Espino takes a loss. He's 0-8 on the year. No save in a game that lasted two hours, 47 minutes. Crowd of 23,281 paid to see it. Cal Muller, let's start with him. Uh, four and two-thirds innings, six hits, couple of runs, a walk, and four strikeouts for him. Just his third start for Atlanta all season long. But, you know, he's not going to throw a complete game every time out. We know nobody's going to do that. But Bryce Elder set the bar pretty high in game one. But I thought Muller was fine for what he needed to do. And with what Bryce Elder did, the bullpen was ready to back up Cal Muller. And I think that's really big here because, like you said, I think Kyle Muller gave the Braves what they needed. You know, get through five innings. He was one out away from doing that. Didn't want to face Luke Voigt for a third time. He already had two doubles off of him. But I thought he pitched, you know, just fine in this game, especially the way he started. Gave up single runs in the first two innings and then kind of settled in. Um, so overall, I thought it was a solid start for Kyle Muller. Like I said, Brian Snicker, you know, not messing around there in that fifth inning, the tie and run coming to the plate. And Again, Luke Boyd, who has some power, already had two doubles. So going to that bullpen and calling McHugh to get out of that jam there. You know, if this were game 93 of the year, you probably see Kyle Moeller try to get out of that. But Braves have to win every game here the rest of the way. So you couldn't take that chance. Again, Kyle Moeller kept you in that game till the Braves offense got going, delivered exactly what you, you needed him to do. So I thought it was a solid start for Kyle Moeller. And again, exactly what the Braves needed. 
Yeah, nine scoreless innings from Bryce Elder in the day before. So four and two-thirds innings from Kyle Muller. Again, if you're going to average out covering, you know, about six, seven innings apiece out of these two guys and not overtax the bullpen, I think you're going to take that every single time out. And I do think that you're you're right on the money with it. Muller would have gotten a shot maybe in this game if it were anybody other than Luke Voigt with those couple of doubles. He flew out to the warning track against Colin McHugh. And then from that point on, it seemed like the Braves offense was where it needed to be in this game. And a big reason why, Ronald Acuna Jr. Let's talk about the second multi-home run game of the season for him. We always thought there'd be more as far as long balls are concerned, but it feels like he's starting to heat up here in the month of September, Jake. You know, he has got two home runs in this contest. And uh, thus far this month, he has been able to, I think, hit home runs with a little bit more regularity after what it seemed like July and August, where he simply could not get the ball out of the ballpark. Four home runs in his last nine games played now, and the two on Tuesday night were no doubters. One of them was over 400 feet. The other one was just short and laser shots. And what I loved is that both of those pitches were up in the zone. He had you know 88-mile-per-hour fastball up and in. He was able to get to and then one at 95 miles per hour up, and he's able to get to both of those pitches. I think that's a great sign. For Ronald Acuna Jr. is that pitch, you know, has been one that's he struggled with this year. So good to see him be able to get up to both of those pitches, hitting the ball hard, hitting the ball out of the ballpark, as you know, we've both been alluding to. And I know you've talked about home run barrage is coming at some point for Ronald Acuna Jr. And, you know, season is running out. So now is the time if he's going to do it. So hopefully, you know, this gets him going, made another nice running catch in the mm-hmm. outfield as well. So knock on wood a couple of times, but things seem to be coming together for Ronald Acuna Jr. at the right time. Yeah, the back injury, I think, gave everybody a reason, a legitimate reason to pause and say, oh, no, this was not the part of the plan right here. But it seems like a little bit of rest was able to help him get through that. You mentioned that that running catch. I think if you're doing things like that, then you're probably feeling pretty good. He had a leaping catch in game one of the series, and he's back in right field, which is usually the sign that things are going well enough for him that he's doing all the things that he needs to do and check all those boxes. You mentioned four home runs in his last nine games. He had four home runs in 49 games combined between July and August. So if the power is clicking up here and and on the uprise in September, then I think you're feeling pretty good about this home run barrage from Ronald Acuna Jr. He was not the only man, though, who was knocking in some runs on this night. We'll tell you about the rest of the Braves offense after I remind you that Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves postcast, and Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. Head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today and get a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use that coupon code locked on. It'll get you 15% off your first order as well. Coffee AM, the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, the Braves got some runs, courtesy of the Ronald Acuna Jr. home runs, a couple of solo shots. How about Orlando Arcia? Back-to-back games with home runs for him. He went back-to-back with Ronald Acuna Jr. in the fifth inning, and he has been wearing out the Nationals at their home ballpark, hitting 458 there with five home runs this year. So when you look at, at Orlando Arcia's final line for the season, you're going to look at about half of it was done at Nationals Park as far as the offensive damage, and half of it against the rest of baseball. It's truly incredible and taking advantage of an opportunity, you know, Grissom struggling lately and Snicker putting him there in the lineup, perhaps because of what he's done at Nationals Park. I mean, uh, clearly he's seeing the ball well there with the success that he's had, and he's certainly taking advantage of that. Another home run tonight, but love what he's doing. But I loved in this game offensively, I love the little things. It was a, you know, taking advantage again of a misplay by the Nats offense on a slow roller by Matt Olson. He gets on base. 
Michael Harris comes up with a laser shot for a triple to tie the game up. And then in that sixth inning, Michael Harris beats out an infield single. William Contreras beats out an infield single. That leads to two more runs. So you're starting to see, yes, they're playing the Nats, but what I'm looking for are just the the signs of them getting back to playing good baseball, championship-level baseball. And I think you saw some of those little things for the Braves on a Tuesday night that, you know, hustling out, hustling yeah. out ground balls, playing good defense, all those little things that make the Braves such a good team. You're also seeing that in this series as well, which I think is a great sign. Yeah, more than just the home runs. Of course, we know the Braves have hit the most home runs of any club in the National League. And in fact, they're only 16 away now uh, from matching the single season high. It would take quite a barrage over the final seven games to hit 16 more home runs. But I digress. It's one of the biggest home run outputs for a Braves club in any single season. Just a couple behind the second most home runs ever hit by the Braves in a season which was set in 2003 with 235 long balls. So that's certainly attainable in the next seven days. But you talked about some of the little things the infield hits. Well, the Braves use the old replay system to their favor on this night. I I don't know. Maybe I buried the lead for this whole show behind what Ronald Acuna Jr. did and the Braves moving into first place. Three for three on replay, Jake. I don't know what to make of that other than the good fortune and, and perhaps the baseball gods or the replay gods finally smiled on the Atlanta Braves all in one night. Snicker feeling himself here after those first two. I thought the Rosario play was pretty close. The game was, you know, in, in control at that point. I thought maybe it was a play on situation, but no, he went after it yep. and got three in one game. I mean, it truly is incredible. We know how much we've been hurt by the replay system in the past. So maybe that, that looks starting to turn around a little bit. Why not? The hat trick for Brian Snitker in the replay control room for the Atlanta Braves. And it all helped. It all added up. And it did, I think, help extend a couple of innings and give the Braves the opportunity to score more runs. And when you think about what is at stake for the Braves and needing to win every single game, why not make the Nationals throw as many pitches as they possibly have to throw on a given night and hope that that taxes them a little bit more for that next day. And the replay, the Ronald Acuna Jr. home run, the big Orlando Arcia home run again, another one for him. Michael Harris, two for five, that triple, couple of runs knocked in, couple of runs scored. And how about Eddie Rosario? We've talked about him a lot on this postcast as well and how important it would be down the stretch and in the second half for Eddie to finally kind of find himself in this season that has felt at times like a lost year for him. He's now batting 313 in 50 plate appearances here in September. It's not been a ton of home runs. There have been some doubles thrown in there. He's scoring some runs. And I can't tell you how important it would be to have Eddie Rosario clicking as you head into October or needs to remind Braves fans just how big he can be once you get there. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't need to remind Braves fans, especially there on Tuesday, that were there on Tuesday night with the Eddie chance. Yeah. I mean, you know how hot he can get and how big he was for the Braves last year and being another left-handed bat in that lineup. So would certainly love nothing more than to see him get going. I think we've seen signs of that. Again, not the home runs, but just being able to kind of poke the ball the other way every now and then just to get a hit and put the ball in place. So certainly love to see that from Eddie Rosario. Again, Braves are going to need help down the stretch here, and they're going to need some guys to really step up. Eddie Rosario you know, could be one of those guys, but again, it just shows the depth of this Braves lineup. They have guys like that. I mean, Marcelo Zuna has had some hits you know, over the last week or so. So, I mean, Braves have guys like that one through nine, which is, makes, which is what makes them such a dangerous offense going into the postseason. It really does. And we also saw the depth of the Braves bullpen on this night after Kyle Muller was not able to get through five, but got you about halfway there in the game if we're breaking it down. And you had Colin McHugh come on and throw some good inning, uh, innings plus of relief. You had A.J. Minter, Jesse Chavez, Tyler Matzik, all of which 
looked good. I know it's the Washington Nationals, but I do feel like in, in terms of confidence and in terms of using the pieces that you have and having everybody kind of clicking and going in the right direction, these are important appearances. I think maybe none bigger than Tyler Matzik there in the ninth inning, just to get him out there feeling like himself again as we head towards October and play some critical games against the Mets in the coming days. Yeah, four and a third innings, no hits, no walks, no earn, seven strikeouts. Like you said, it's the Nationals, but, I mean, they made it look easy in going out there and doing that. Yeah, the offense put the game away, but it's great to see the bullpen be able to cover that many innings and really not snicker not have to worry about going to anybody else. You save Iglesias, you save Jansen because the offense was able to put up those runs and the bullpen able to just take care of business and shut things down. So, yeah, another great game for the bullpen. That's exactly what they did. They shut it down, and the Braves were able to close out their 8-2 victory. Meanwhile, 6-4, to a win for the Miami Marlins over the New York Mets, and that means everything's tied up at the top of the NL East. The Mets and Marlins will meet again on Wednesday. The Braves and the Nationals will meet again on Wednesday. Then those clubs will observe an off day before. It's the three-game set this weekend. Weather permitting, that's a whole other thing, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on that just yet because we don't know how that's going to play out. But it's all lining up to have the Braves and the Mets neck and neck in the National League East heading towards this weekend. So uh, with that in mind, we'll get you set up for Game 3 against the Nationals on Wednesday after I tell you about BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games with reviews and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Head on over to BetOnline.net today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening at BetOnline, where the game starts. Braves will get started in Washington on Wednesday night. Jake Odorizzi is going to get the ball. Five and six on the year. Josiah Gray, the hard-throwing righty on the mound for the Nationals. He's seven and ten. I know we wondered, is Jake Odorizzi going to get another start? But when you start thinking about Spencer Strider not being available for the Braves for the remainder of the regular season, the Braves wanting to reset their rotation, pass the National Series, get ready for the Mets, and have Max Freed, Kyle Wright, and Charlie Morton gassed up for that series, you got a good start from Bryce Elder. You got an, an acceptable start, I think, from Kyle Muller. I think you'll take an acceptable start from Jake Odorizzi. And, man, does anybody ever need a bounce back than after the last time he was out on the mound? It's a, it's a big risk for the Braves and what they're doing in this series because we've talked about it. They have to win these games. I mean, you go out and lose tomorrow against Josiah Gray, who's a good young pitcher, and you lose that game that you just picked up, and you're back in a situation where you pretty much have to sweep the Mets in that series. And that's a lot of pressure, hard mm-hmm. to do, going up against Scherzer and DeGrom and the like. So Wednesday's a big game. You you really have to win that game. And to do that, you're going to need a good start from Jake Odorizzi. And I'm just not as confident that you're going to get that. But if he can give you something similar to what Kyle Muller did, you know, five innings, two earned or less, keep the team in the game and then hopefully the offense can go to work. I really think that's what the Braves were banking on in this series. You know, get five innings out of these starters, and hopefully your offense can do the work on their end. So, again, it's it's a big game. You have to win this. That's just the situation the Braves are in now. If you want to win the division, you got to win all these games against the, the, the Nats and the Marlins, and then you have to at least win that series, or you have to win that series against the Mets if you're going to win the NL East. Yeah, you really do. I mean, you can't really afford any losses this at this time of year. And I kid the Braves lose another game. Will they likely lose another game or two in the final seven? Probably, because, I mean, even if you win five out of seven, which is pretty much the pace that the Braves have been on since June the 1st, it still gives the Mets, just with the advantage of time, you know, the opportunity to, especially head-to-head, 
you know, pad a lead, take back their lead, however it plays out. So Wednesday is extremely important. I think Jake Odorizzi should be very well aware of that. And if you needed any added motivation, well, you just threw one of the worst starts that any Braves pitcher has had this year. Wipe that from your mind. Go out there and maybe try to recapture what it was that was working for a minute for him after he made his mechanical adjustment when he got knocked around by the Mets in the last start in time he faced them at Truist Park. Will it happen? I don't know. But could he make his, you know, prove us wrong, so to speak? That would certainly be welcome as the Braves need a good start from Jake Odorizzi. At the very least, they need to get out of Washington with a win, whatever it takes to get that done. Game three at Nationals Park on Wednesday night. Odorizzi against Gray, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch between these two clubs. Once again, it was a big night for the Braves who moved back into a tie for first place in the National League East as they win against the Nationals and the Mets lose to the Marlins. We'll be talking to you after game three of the series right here on the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. We will talk to you after game three in Washington. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 